you know, embracing your friends, your family, your elderly relatives, and being told now in such a sudden manner that that is no longer appropriate, that you can't show affection, that you can't validate your relationships in that way. Um, I think it's going to be, um, we, we don't know what the impact of that will be, I think. Hello, and welcome to The Low Season, a podcast about tour guides navigating a pandemic. I'm Wouter Bernhardt, and today I'm talking to Lizzie Mason. I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons I'm exceptionally thankful to be German right now. She's been a tour guide in Berlin since 2014 and had to rethink her situation when the pandemic struck. We don't do well with plan Bs, um, I think, culturally as Germans. We talk about mental health issues during the crisis. Being too much alone with my own thoughts and not having kind of um, validation from outside sources is very challenging right now. But we first start the conversation with virtual tour guiding. The Guides Association in Berlin just launched a video project in which several tour guides gave a tour of their neighborhood, their Keats. What is it like talking into a camera? Here is Lizzie Mason. How did you how did you find doing the recording? Because it's like, I mean, it's a completely different experience than, of course, guiding in general. But then you're also talking into a phone. Somewhere. Like, what, what did you think about it? I guess for me, like right now, I've had to do a lot of um, um, like Skype interviews, which is a little bit different because you do have someone that is audibly and physically reacting to what you're saying. But it's just because like I've, I've just sat on Skype I think what at least five or six times in the last like couple of months to do these interviews I'm kind of like ah just think of it like that or just kind of try to visualize it like that um but yeah I mean especially when I was like walking around at the site I like I literally sat there for about 30 minutes until no one was there <laughs> like no it's fine <laughs> yeah you, you mean uh, you feel that people are watching you and you become very self-conscious well they're German they're always going to judge so <laughs> <laughs> we'll avoid that as much as possible. <laughs> you're uh, you're a German, Lizzie. Can you tell me a little bit about your own sort of uh, situation as a as a German with hardly any German accent? Um, I mean, I think there's a lot of reasons I'm exceptionally thankful to be German right now. Um, a visa, um, I think, has been kind of a long-standing thing. I'm like, oh, thank God, I don't have to deal with um, that bureaucracy, with offices being closed, with the issue of getting um, uh, financial aid from the government, which obviously we know that a lot of people um, are questioning how that's going to impact their um, uh, right to get a visa renewed later on. So, I mean, that's. Yeah, one thing that I I maybe do take for granted um, at this time that I don't need to worry about that. But I mean, I, I, one thing um, I definitely think um, with this whole crisis is the, the question of borders, I think. I don't think we are going to see kind of the, um, the idea of borders just once again disappearing and everything going back to how it was prior to COVID-19. So I think um, we're going to see more complexity with that question of borders as we move on from this. But what about if we look in the, in, into the past a little bit, we mid-March all got the shock of, oh, there's not going to be any work anymore. Not now, not in the, well, foreseeable future. 
How, how have you been sort of dealing with not being a guide in the last couple of weeks? Well, I come from it from a little bit of an interesting perspective in that I, okay, if, if we're talking prior to COVID-19, I was actually looking to, at the end of this guiding season, to really try to, to take a break and um, kind of limit my guiding perhaps. And also it was dead certain I was going to leave Berlin by the end of this year. Um, so I think for me, not guiding was not necessarily my greatest shock in all of this. Um, I mean, definitely the loss of income is huge, massive, massive shock um, to everyone um, and to me included. But um, yeah, I think it's just because I've always been a kind of um, person who's always needed a lot of things going on that guiding was not my only concern or thought. And it's kind of then a culmination of kind of multiple factors um, that provided that kind of shock, I suppose, in March. What did you What did you wanted to do by the end of the year? You said you were dead certain you were going to be not here anymore. <laughs> not here. And I don't mean that in a bad way, um, but um, I was gearing myself to move, toward, move to the United Kingdom um, prior to, of course, um, the deadly um, Brexit exit date um, of, was it December 31st of, of this year? Um, so I could not deal with the question of having to get a visa to the UK to do my PhD. So that was, that was the idea. Um, it definitely wasn't going to take guiding off the table in another city. Absolutely fine. But, um, yeah, I think the bigger shock was kind of having kind of a bigger life plan derailed rather than just my livelihood derailed, I guess, if that makes sense. What do you, what do you mean? Well, um... I mean, ultimately, um, I think some people can be quite goal oriented and that's very much including myself. And I very much had kind of like a set plan for what I was going to do for the rest of the year and um, uh, preparing for a PhD, dealing with some other um, uh, articles for publication and kind of going in a, in a, in a very kind of set already planned trajectory and my very well laid out plan kind of got thrown out of the water. And I think this is a very typical thing, especially being uh, Bavarian German, um, that Germans in general, and I, I, I've really felt it more in my own part of Germany, that when we have a plan A, that plan A is fabulous. It is detailed. It is set out. It is certain to work, kind of like our international airport, if I'm honest. And then when that plan does not come to exact fruition, the plan B is questionable at best. So yeah, that's kind of, we don't do well with plan Bs, um, I think, culturally as Germans. What, what what did you mean by the way with um, you, so guiding is one aspect of it. Are you, are you not moving to Great Britain anymore? Um, I think it's delayed at this time. Um, I, it's not off. It's ne nothing's ever off the table, and I think it's important in times like this to always remind ourselves that eventually, of course, whatever the situation is. Um, eventually there will be some kind of vaccination eventually somehow there'll be herd immunity there'll be other 
medical plans that can come into place and life will retain will regain excuse me some sort of normalcy so no i just think it's it's a delay but certain processes of how we're going to get there are inevitably going to be changed due to this situation now that one of the things that i'm mostly concerned with for myself is uh, keeping myself sane during these crazy times you know you're absolutely right in saying that the sort of all of a sudden having a plan and that plan sort of falling away a little bit uh, or completely is a uh, is a daunting and often very scary thing to happen how how do you how do you keep yourself sane during stressful times oh well um not well in in years past um but no ultimately um something that um that i have uh, dealt with in the past is I, I have dealt with um, various levels of, of depression and various aspects of um, mental illness and I think for anyone that does have for example depression for example uh, anxiety brought on by by numerous factors be it finances be it um, relationships would find this kind of situation uh, very challenging and I've talked to some of my other friends, some of my other acquaintances who've gone through similar um, mental illness management, I guess, as as we call it. And for myself, I am grateful that I'm in a position currently. Um, so quite often, my therapist calls it getting better. I'm in a state of gotten better that um, I'm in a place that I can sort out some of these things and navigate some of these things to a degree that is somewhat functional um i think unfortunately especially if persons are in different countries different situations maybe they have experienced a complete loss of finances they might have other um factors that make them more at risk to developing uh critical points of mental illness so risk factors can be of course maybe a breakdown in a relationship maybe um, a death in the family, something like that. This kind of situation of having um, a social buffer, a buffer of friendships, a buffer of, of even physical contact, receiving hugs, that kind of physical contact can also be very soothing. Um, that aspect, even more than just saying, I'm going to make a plan for the day, I'm going to read these books, I'm going to prepare for this in the future, that losing that social aspect can be really one of the hardest things um, to navigate. Um, and of course, ways to do that, um, Skype conversations, a lot of phone calls. Fortunately, here in Germany, we can have some sort of interaction, for example, exercising with one other person maintaining social distancing policies. Um, but what I think we don't know and what I personally don't, don't have the answer to myself is how in the short term or even perhaps the long term, how a society that has been acclimatized to showing affection, you know, embracing your friends, your family, your elderly relatives, and being told now in such a sudden manner that that is no longer appropriate, that you can't show affection, that you can't validate your relationships in that way. Um, 
I think it's going to be, um, we, we don't know what the impact of that will be, I think. What do you personally struggle with most during this crisis? Is it the financial aspect? Is there, like, w w what do you find most difficult at this moment? Well, I, um, I personally think for me that, I mean, another reason, of course, why I, I feel very lucky to be to be a citizen of this country is we did have a very quick and rapid response to our financial needs from both the state and the federal governments, which that response is not being seen in the United Kingdom. Um, the United States attempted to implement some sort of stimulus plan, but that um, has now met insufficient funding from the federal and state governments. So for myself, the financial aspect, thank God, is is manageable for myself as a single person at this time. Um, I think for me, it's more when you're in the environment of a so-called lockdown, I think, for example, if one has struggled with depression or anxiety disorders, it's the idea that your only validation comes from your own head, <laughs> which is something that... Um, it might not be the best thing at times, if we're honest. So I think um, I think it's that aspect of um, being too much alone with my own thoughts and not having kind of um, validation from outside sources is very challenging right now. Mm. Yeah, and validation from outside sources can be... Well, I mean, if we think, for example, of our profession as a tour guide, I mean, one thing that I think could be quite easy to take for granted is the look of interest on someone's face when you're telling them about X landmark or historical event or historical figure, or even the fact, especially if you do kind of um, a group tour environment, the idea that you get an applause at the end, it's, it's that kind of small validation of having that human interaction that, um, that says, you know what, okay, I've done something good. I've done something that has brought fulfillment to the day not having that i think is a challenge what are your um what is your like really direct next couple of days maybe next couple of weeks look like what, what do you fill your days with um i do yoga quite a lot having other very limited um options for exercise i guess um not a runner i don't have the knees for it if i'm honest um i have an article i have to edit by the 15th so i have to do that um, I have to redo a PhD proposal um, because I talk too much, apparently. It doesn't fit into a thousand words. In addition to that, what else do I have to do? I've got I had one other thing on my mind. Oh, I'm also doing a um, teaching English as a second language online course as well. So, um, yeah, that's mostly what is going on right now. Awesome. And that works for you at the moment? <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it functions. You know, we'd say in German, es reicht. <laughs> um, it's, it's something that I feel we're kind of in this kind of um, limbo situation, you know? Um, this is like something that kind of, yeah, we, we fill our time with. Um, I mean, and hopefully eventually it will progress us forward again. But it does feel, yeah, it feels like we're, we're filling time. And I think, yeah, a lot of people feel like that. Lizzie, I want to thank you so much for chatting to me. Uh, really, really appreciate uh, this conversation. Um, and um, yeah, I hope that maybe in the future we can talk again. 
Aw, thank you, Voucher. Um, it's been a delight talking to you or talking through the medium of electronic devices. All of those things. <laughs> all um, the things. All the things. I hope you have a have a good day, and um, I'll I'll yeah I'll reach sort of I'll I'll send you an email with some other things that might be necessary. But uh, for okay. now, thank you so much. And, no worries, um, darling. Speak soon. Bye, darling. <laughs> bye bye. Lizzie Mason, everybody, on the concept of staying sane. It's a weird old time. I'm experiencing all kinds of emotions and thoughts and feelings that I've never had before. And trying to deal with these feelings has been a challenge on its own. Do I need to combat my negativity with running and healthy food? Or do I need to wallow in it and experience the full range of feelings, good and bad? And then there's the fact that we can't really socialize, hug each other, look each other in the eyes. For me, that's a big part of why I think I have these feelings of disconnect with Berlin or maybe even society at large. In today's show notes, I've added two links to English-speaking psychiatrist and psychotherapist for anybody that's seeking a bit of help here in Berlin. You can find them in your podcast app. Tomorrow, we're back with a brand new episode and also the last Berlinian that we're going to be hearing from in a while. The Low Season is produced by me, Wout Bernhardt. Music is by Mark Schilders. Artwork is by Sergio Membrias. Georgia Riungu is keeping me sane. She really is. Speak soon, my friends. Germans in general, and I, I, I've really felt it more in my own part of Germany, that when we have a plan A, that plan A is fabulous. It is detailed. It is set out. It is certain to work. And then when that plan does not come to exact fruition, the plan B is questionable at best. <laughs> <laughs>